This is really high production value. Hell yeah, it's time. We finally moved out of our Monday time and just started improving every show along the network. Uh, welcome to Signal. No, we're kidding. Hey, welcome to Come After Dark. Tonight, lore specialist and screaming head Taylor Pearson is back to share his hatred of knights, his True. hatred of Warhammer lore, <laughs> and also his strong dislike of you personally. Uh, my yeah, name is whoever John. you are. It is pretty grim after dark. Welcome, Bitshammer. Glad you can make fun of my fantastic uh, Nosferatu hairline in real time. Uh, my co-host today needs some introduction, even though he's on screen right now. What are we even doing? Uh, he's coming to us tonight with a John, special plea. It's Danny McDevitt. It's wild tonight. It's 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 a pleasure to be here. Dude, it's wild. Um, I think the majority of people watching have never seen this set before, so it's all new. Um, <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a looted set from uh, Signals. So yeah, um, you know we saw we saw what Meth had, and we decided to take it. I have to say, Dude. the production value on the intro was really high. Heck yeah, I will say. I now that we're in the Signal set, we can call him Seth. It's only the Grim stuff we have enough to do. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Danny. Last week we introduced the Charity Bagger Five Thousand, as shown by this beautiful slide that will show up somewhere. Who even knows? Literally, I just want to buy uh, two Chaos Knights. That, that's really no. all I want. This beautiful thing, and, and Taylor, you're quite right, uh, which thank you to all four of you who reached out to let me know their local GW store had one. And the three people oh. who sent me links to Facebook sell posts that I literally missed by five minutes every single oh. time to the point where I thought it was a joke uh, that you guys were sending them to me at that time. Uh, but Danny, uh, take me through your special charity donation that, that you made up this week uh, in this slide here. True. <laughs> we got there, dude. We got there. Yeah, we God. love it. So yeah, let, let Danny literally just buy ten crew points. Uh, <laughs> Danny, take me through your special one here. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So uh, guys, I really don't need ten more crew. I've already met this goal. It was actually before we even put this graphic up. It was leaked. Um, by the same person who's leaking the uh, uh, the slaves to darkness rules, so it was leaked like six months ago, and I already have I already have all the ten crude that I need. Shameful, um, really. I do have to say, like, and, and people complaining, like, uh, for those not aware, the slaves to darkness book uh, for Age of Sigmar is pretty much leaked. It's not coming out until December. Uh, really, if you think about your forty k leaker, they have to make like. A book lasts two weeks uh, worth of leaks, or even maybe even sometimes just a week. This guy leaking the Slaves to Darkness book has to make it last for seven months. Uh, it's crazy. Crazy there. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Danny didn't see that one there. That's our, our next joke, uh, which hopefully he'll laugh at there. Oh, I saw it. Amazing. Hey, Danny, so much news to talk about uh, from the last week. What are you excited to talk about today? John, so much stuff. Um I really hope that we're able to uh, to talk about some open sport, open source display boards. Um, I hope that we're able to. Uh... <laughs> we're not. That's okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Damn, dude. <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited to talk about this guy's wife. Then let's 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 move on to this next. Uh, let's move on. To okay. This okay. Review. So yeah, <laughs> Danny. Uh, tonight we get to talk about squats. Uh, we're going to touch on some lore. We're going to take a look at some nights. Uh, we, not only do we look at the coldest takes I could find, 
but I even found some motivational ones for us here. But before we start all that, uh, Danny, I have a few questions for you. Uh, I'd love for you to comment on some of these reviews that the amazing FLGM podcast feed has received over the last week. Uh, starting with this guy here. It says, five stars for Danny. Now, please let my wife go. I did what you asked. I miss her so much. Uh, would you? What did you do to this dude's wife, Danny? Uh, you know, you know what they say, John, uh, and this is something that I've learned, uh, as I've taken more law classes, just don't talk about that stuff. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. That's very strange. Chat, don't descend too far into cars talk. I will derail the entire show with it. Um, we also have <laughs> this review, uh, that we had coming up. It's a four star one for the network. It says mostly perfect. One huge flaw. The shows are mostly great and never miss. Unfortunately, the Grim After Dark show doesn't fit well with the shows, so like one-fifth of all shows feel out of place, and like they don't belong in the same feed. If that show was separated out, I would give all the other shows five stars easily. Uh, Danny, your, your, your thoughts on that review? So they didn't say we're bad, just that we don't <laughs> belong with everyone else. So it's, you know, it's kind of like which of these things is not like the other. Um, so, true. We did the math. Uh, if you were to give uh, uh, Thursday show signals from the front line, uh, other shows like that, five stars. Uh, by law of averages, a four-star review would mean we would receive two stars. Saying yeah, I yeah. we're below sure. average, which is fair sure, and true. Sure. Sure. I don't really understand your math, John, but okay. That doesn't yeah. seem like a triangle to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's pi. It's R. It's hypotenuse. Um, perfect. Uh, finally, we have one more review I want to go through here because you guys, the, the loyal Grim After Dark listening audience, are actually just filling our uh, feed with reviews. Um, <laughs> the next one is I'm here to nullify some dude's comment, are you Grim After Dark and how out of place it is. One of the better shows, in my opinion, but also I'm also here hoping the other guy got his wife back from Danny. Five out of five stars, assuming the homie got his wife back. Uh, that sounds like the first guy made a separate account trying to get his wife back. I mean, that's fair. And that's cheating. Uh, guys, I have no idea uh, where Danny kidnapping your spouse, if you don't rate us five stars, came from. Uh, was that something you, like, incepted into people's brains? Uh, you know, John, I really don't have any comment about that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. We caught Laddie, Danny on law finals week. So he's all, like, studied up he's on ready. what to say. The shields uh, are up, what dude. not to say. Shield drop. He's good to go. Uh, I mean, you can see him on screen here already, but Danny, why don't you go ahead and introduce the guest? Uh, <laughs> assuming he's here, of course, of his own free will, and you didn't kidnap his wife to get him here. Well, <laughs> um, tonight, uh, we're, I don't know, man, come on. We got Taylor on the screen already. Like, it's Taylor. I uh, feel like I've intro. been. I feel like Dude. I've been here the whole time. Am yeah, I, I know. It's crazy, that? right? All right. Cool. <laughs> to the intro, be respectful of his time. Please Who don't. is it? Who knows? I don't yeah, know. it's some guy. We picked him up on the street. He's pre- He seems funny. Like, I don't know. Yeah, He's cool. Whatever. We, we like him pretty well. Yeah, I don't know. We're yeah. in the desert, I think. I I don't do well with dry climates. Is there, like, so why is, why is Signals in the desert? That's a great question. Can we kind of explore that topic? I think it's because Where in the Fallout is universe Nevada, is this taking right? place? Well, I, but Kicker's not even in Nevada. But the, the company is. And the flagship event, the the crown jewel, should you say, of uh, Frontline Gaming is the Las Vegas Open. 
No, I don't believe um, that for a second, John. It makes sense. sense. I mean, I know Cherokee Open's causing waves, uh, and so is Cruise Hammer. Uh, Get your tickets now. Yeah, I see no ocean here. No, because it's the desert. Seems wrong. The what? Man, yeah, thank you, chat. The the background is messing me up. I kept keep expecting Seth's giant head to show up. Uh, uh, Like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse says, that's an important clue we'll use later. Uh, (laughs) Luckily for you, that won't be happening. Well, we'll, we'll wait for a second here. Uh, we're going to start tonight in Texas, uh, the second biggest state in the union, where after a disappointing run of seeing his Art of War coaches dare to lose a single game in a tournament environment, uh, Nick Nanivati came out of competitive retirement, Thanos-style, to do it himself and win the whole event. Uh, guys, another Art of War podium, but are you surprised to see Nick come out on top here? Uh, starting with you, Taylor. Uh, not really. Nick's a good player. I don't know. What was he? Was He, he was playing... Uh, Craftworld, right? Yeah, so yep. yeah, Craftworld's real good. Halo Doom go sixes to wound, auto wound, or sixes to hit, auto wound, a bunch of AP, dire Avengers. It's a lot of stuff. Seems good. Just win, yeah. just win. It's that easy. Just win, Denny. There was a lot of talk about how uh, some of the lists coming out of that trap house or sort of the solitaire hammer, right? Where the, the idea is like, I'm just going to score 94 points regardless of what you do. Um, is this an indicative of, of what Nick's list did? And then as a follow up, is this sort of where top level competitive 40k is at right now? Who cares? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, one. No, yeah, I don't know. No. I, I don't. I, I mean, come on. Like, yeah, good for Nick. I'm really glad he won. Um, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I think it's. Uh, I think it's. I think it's pretty fun. Uh, I don't know. I look. I, I'm not here to analyze the meta or some shit. Look, we're here to talk about like. That's what Nick Thursday came is right for. out of retirement. Like, yeah. you know, event, effectively event retirement and still won this event. He's an amazing 40K player. So uh, I can personally attest because every time I play him, I, I freaking lose. So, like, uh, yeah, I, I, and the arm, his army's good. And, uh, you know, uh, sure, if if you think that the non-interactivity is, is, a, is a list style, I think that almost all the players, uh, if you'll pardon the phrase, uh, they play like bitches because, like, they never – overcommit stuff they just kind of i'm going to do the bare minimum and expose the 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 least amount to try and win so i I think it totally fits with that play style so all of those guys play like that yeah that's the Um, trap house thing i don't think that's like it's really good it's good i don't think it's like all of top level level top level stuff like you can just kill your opponent i know that's like not not well regarded or whatever you can just kill them you also uh, you know, have the option of murder. Like that's something that you can do. Uh, you commit can that violence. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do like that. Like I, I've been talking with you, Taylor, about like chaos night list and kind of things I want to do. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I want to use the abominant so I can do this and this. And you're like, yeah, but why don't you just use this and kill them instead? And I'm like, yeah, well, you're like, what if I do all this wacky stuff? I'm like, nah, no, commit murder. Yeah. No, and thank you, chat, saying. uh, was <laughs> is John doing tabloid pieces on the Tom Brady of 40k? One, no, he's here to party, man, and I'm always down to party. Uh, Taylor is Nick Nanavati the Tom Brady of 40k? Uh, let's is, just throw out as many references none of us know. Is Tom Brady like a Brett Favre? Is that what that means? <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like the uh, Tom Brady is like the Wayne Gretzky uh, of hockey. All right, all right, so the it's what? forming, it's forming. <laughs> 
I have no idea. I no. I'm gonna. You know Daddy, what? You seem to disagree uh, with what I said there. I'm gonna what go does that even mean? with a flat no. Yeah, flat no. Got it. Uh, amazing. Absol- yeah, absolutely go- no further comment at all. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, and great job again. And like, no hit pieces. Nick Nanavati, an amazing player by the fact he can, you know, form his coaching business and decide to randomly kind of go to Dallas and win the whole thing. And you know, what was a tumultuous event? Even brought his own display board. Who would have thought? Uh, yeah, moving on. That's not a common. That's not a common thing. Not a common thing. Like, that's yeah. not what you do in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, uh, including disqualifications. Uh, disturbing sidebar, guys. Uh, here. <laughs> Let's move right on to a lore topic. Taylor, we usually bring you on to talk about books. We kind of scream oh. about things a little bit. Oh, no, I brought dude. one lore piece uh, okay. to talk about here. And it's this oh, piece here, yeah. uh, which is this wonderful little sidebar that I'm yeah. going to scream here. Um, let me pull this up on something else uh, real quick here. As Dan... <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, very, very, uh, very able to see that right now. Cool, yeah, I love how everything degrades. I wouldn't blame the signal set as to why I can't see that. It's definitely not ca- any kind of technical difficulties. Because yeah, I know, okay. Really hard. I didn't get more than three words. But yeah, put it back up here. So, like, I'll use my eyes. It's going to say, Mother Gullet and Bitshammer knows where we're going. Uh, legend tells of a daring and hideous crime perpetrated by a Calidus assassin against a planetary governor who thought himself strong enough to defy imperial rule. The governor doted on his infant son and had him guarded night and day to prevent his kidnapping. According to the tale, a Calidus assassin disguised herself as the child's nanny and so gained access to the princeling. Employing the shape-changing powers of polymorphine, uh, the resourceful assassin swallowed the child like a python and carried it away past the guards in her belly. Awesome. Mm. I thought she was going to become the baby. (laughs) Well, I thought that was where it was going to. Put it away, cooler. Um... Uh, Taylor, starting with you, what is, I mean, this is pretty messed up. We have some, uh, thank you, chat, for, I got a term, never Google Dude, that. Warhammer 40,000 yeah, is like, Lord. that is a rad f***ing comment. Matt, He's coming in like hot with no. that there. Thank you for catching the show live, Please, Matt. No. Um, <laughs> Taylor, what's the most disturbing, messed up piece of lore you have seen from Warhammer 40,000? Well, that's actually really easy. It's the Damon Kilaba. That one's that one's like not even. I don't even have to think about that one. It's just flat bam, so, demon. We'll say not necessarily for me, but for maybe uh, uh, a fool who doesn't know things. Oh, like a jumbo uh, brain. Yeah, like a, yeah. Uh, please don't put that on the screen. It's fine. <laughs> or yeah, so the, the demon Kilaba. It's like okay, what if you were one day you were an iron warrior and you're like, I keep getting all my dudes killed and they just i don't get enough of them fast enough and my attrition rate is too high it's just not fair i'm feeling sad and so you're like all right what i'll do what i'll do is i'll get a bunch of women together and i'll put them all in a room and then i'll hook right and then i'll hook them up to a bunch of horrible evil machines and then uh they will birth space marines who don't have any skin on them. Oh, and then yeah. you, know, okay. you do hate right. skin. Right. And usually that kills them. Um, if they're lucky, but if, sometimes, sometimes the lady doesn't die and then she gets to go another round and it's like, all right, this sucks. This is the worst. I'm like having a, a DJ, terrible time. Like a DJ Khaled style. Another one. Another <laughs> one is suffering another from one. success. Truly. Truly suffering, one might say. Yeah. So you know, 
forced pregnancy, forced feeding. Uh, it's like it's a lot like Slither. Have you seen Slither, where the lady gets real big and she's like, "I'm hungry, John," or whatever Garfield said that one time. It's like that. <laughs> I don't think you did say that. So actually, I have the com- I have the comic to prove you did say that. New Iron Warriors are made by Garfield in an amusing Saturday oh. morning comic. Uh, Danny, can you think of something else super disturbing that isn't uh, the incredibly disturbing thing Taylor just said? Yeah. Uh, so seeing this, uh, the, like the Wayne, the Wayne England art and like the little like side of the codex kind of blurb fluff, um, it just reminded me that there was a dark Eldar character named Cruella the Vile. True. Who just had the worst, most awful like like uh, fluff. She had like these weird bone spurs that grew out of like her uh, like her wrists. And yeah. she had you have these... a coat made out of puppies at the same time. It turns out, no, you don't need that when you directly rip off the name of another character. Um, <laughs> she just needs to be really disturbing. She did have a white streak in her hair, I think, though. She um, did. I just... You're... You're missing the most fun part about uh, about her, and it's her weapons and her um, her friends. Remember <laughs> the the emasculators. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you, Damn Taylor. Yeah. Like, okay, guys. I mean, it's all fun and games until Taylor sends you the actual picture of the Garfield comic. <laughs> yeah, I was, gets... I was not yeah. lying. Do it. Put that on screen. Really? Put no, it on screen right now. I don't have. Thank God I don't have that power. I cannot do that at all. You're making me sad, dude. Oh, I I try. Um, (laughs) Taylor, back to you. What's And this might be far harder for you to answer. Uh, What is the most wholesome thing you've seen in Warhammer lore? We've talked about the disturbing, uh, the Corella DeVille. I'm sorry, DeVille. (laughs) Go to watch that copyright. Yeah. What is the most wholesome thing you've seen? Oh, that's that one's also super easy. It's in Saturnine. Uh, it's when um, so there's the uh, so you know the the main human character Alinius in that in that mm-hmm. story. He's uh, he's with a group of human survivors and Janetta Kroll, who is the best heresy character. She's in two books. She doesn't talk in one of them. Uh, but I think it's the, weird that Sigismund has two names. But go ahead. Sigismund isn't real, and he can't hurt me. Anyway, uh, so Janetta Kroll is, she's doing a bunch of hero stuff. She's fighting essentially alone because no one can see her because her spookiness level is so big, large. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's killing a bunch of, she's killing a bunch of chaos champions because, you know, they're tiny babies. Chaos champions are tiny babies you can easily murder for fun and pleasure. It's easy. You just kill them. Chaos is not a threat. Uh, anyway. So she's by the way, chaos guys, space. just to, to jump in there real quick, that's also going to be Danny and I's review of the Chaos Space Marine Codex whenever that right. launches. I hope so. Tiny babies. Right God, I hope so. Anyway, so Genetic Roll is being the coolest character in all of Heresy. And Alanius and his group of human survivors are about to die. They're about to be overrun by a bunch of uh, world leader possessed and they're losing their minds. Cause you know, they're about to die. And uh, they're they're They, they have the banner of the emperor ascendant and they're, you know they're they're fighting as humans do in in uh, 40k heroically mm-hmm. but super ineffectually. So uh, Janetta comes out of nowhere, like literally nowhere. She like lightning out of the sky and kills and kills all the possessed. And the uh, the survivors just lose their minds. Uh, they they go absolutely crazy with joy. Um, 
Uh, maybe. Okay. I'm getting a little bit too emotional for this joke, but that's fine. Um, no, well, I let the tears hey, flow. They're hilarious. You know, they're what's important to remember is these are fictional characters and they can't hurt you. They, they hurt me in my heart. They're, oh. It's it's so good, and a lot of it I think was carried by the um, by the voice actor, the guy who's reading the book. Like mm. he he really sells it. Um, I would highly recommend um, going and listening to that part of Saturnine. It's 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 really good. I'm not I'm not doing it a lot of justice, but like it's really really good. Heck yeah. Danny, uh, while reaching that same level of care and emotion uh, and kind of description that Taylor just had, what's the most wholesome part of 40K for you in the lore? Well, John, I'd like to turn my attention to the Gaunt's ghost novels and the raising of, uh, <laughs> of, of Dallin and Yancey, two orphans, uh, wow. that, turned out, that turned out to be uh, chaos murder machines. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's well, this whole backstory where they get raised and like they're very sweet. Like they get brought up in this regiment of warriors over many, right. many books. And then it turns out that they were never real. Right. And like they're Isn't that they're, the plot from like one division as well? And like their parent was there, right? Like one of their parents survived, but they thought they the kids thought their parents yeah. died, but they were actually there. And they were like, I can't I can't break up this family that's been created right. by my my children being rescued by this couple. I can't break that up. That that'd be too hard. Correct. And so they 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 watch from a distance this family be happy, and then <laughs> and then it turns out that the kids were dead like a really long time ago. Oh no! <laughs> uh, and thank you so much. Uh, chat says way to spoil Wandavision. And again, if you go to any good place the podcasts are found and leave a five-star review uh solely leave the text way to spoil one division flgn uh that will be fantastic and bit time we're coming in with clearly the most heartwarming story in all of 40k was when vulcan lit that eldar child on fire the child's heart was warm for the rest of its life <laughs> taylor it's did true. that actually happen it did yeah um it's <laughs> uh so the night lords and the salamanders were hanging out on the planet doing a compliance and then uh the eldar were there and they were like we need you to stop really all of the things that you're doing we can't have all this and the the marines were like no stop this is our planet now and so you know they kill all of them and then um some like el- some it's you know it, they're not it's not genocide they're not people they're just aliens it's fine <laughs> so <laughs> You know, uh, this child watch it, watches its parents, its parents, uh, get genocided by the Marines. And it but it's not is, is like, it's, yeah, but it's like, it's like a little upset. It's like, that's, it's like, you know, that kind of sucks. And so it goes on a big psychic rampage and Vulcan just like, it's, oh, so it kills one of Vulcan's friends and Vulcan just like dead eye stares at it at, as it's like screaming and crying at him. And he's like, yeah, cool flamer. And he just lights it on fire. And then he watches it burn. And he's really upset about it. And then a reporter asks him, like, hey, you just, what was that about? And then he leaves angrily. Because that book is terrible. No comments. No comments. I have no comments. (laughs) They got that all on film, too. It was sent to to a lot of... uh, It was really hyped. Yeah, there's a bunch of remembrancers that are like, I'm going to draw this child being on fire. It's going to be the sickest shit in the world. 
what even does that pitch meeting sound like where he goes to the black library editors and he was like okay oh so oh, you, you know how fool. the salamanders you know how the salamanders love uh humanity and they're like the number one uh legion that loves and protects humanity what if we just set a child on fire in my book john yes do you know who wrote that book uh, I'm going to guess by your reaction, it was Nick Keim. It's Black Library's chief editor. He went to himself and was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, I, this is can awesome. I do this? <laughs> can I do this? Job. And he was like, yeah, Nick, you can do this. He's like, thanks, other Nick. Thanks, Nick. This is awesome. <laughs> I think this is great. Oh, Chalanese, no, Nick Keim's been trying to grimdark the salamander for years. And if setting children on fire doesn't grimdark things, what will? I hate Truly. those books, dude. Genuinely hate those books. I'd like it's no nemesis. <laughs> which no ones? Nemesis. Wait, wait. Which salamander books? Because like all of them. All right, all right. I have to disagree with you. I think that the like the very first salamander series is fine. No. <laughs> no. After 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 the Nickheim heresy stuff, no, absolutely not. Sorry. Yeah, no, this is way before the Nickheim heresy stuff. Yeah, it, it retroactively ruined it. it made it bad. <laughs> the Salamander is ruined forever. Uh, yeah, of that legitimately, yeah. you can't actually like the Salamanders. It's not. It's not a thing you can legally do as a person. I'm sorry. Bro. No, guys, we got to uh, unlike Nickheim and Salamanders. We got to move on. Uh, we're into some <laughs> new stuff. From Warhammer community, uh, starting with the League of Votan, uh, the only army that matters anymore. Squad. And to celebrate, uh, not only are we in the Signal set, but we're going to present this next set of pictures in Sathovision. Um, so, guys, it's been announced that the Votan is actually a super old computer that's running real slow, uh, like kind of seen in this meme here. <laughs> guys, if you are listening to the audio version, you need to uh, check out YouTube and the backdoor Twitch to really get the quality uh, that, that you're going to find Danny almost passing out laughing to. Uh, so, Taylor, what's your take on this futuristic imagining of War Floor? So, we essentially have like a book of grudges and a reason to be doing things that is just like a really old, like Apple computer. I literally could not care less about anything that is happening other than Seth's face. Yeah, dude, no, for real, look at it. I'm going to need you to because we have about four slides worth of it. <laughs> oh, no, no, dude, you can't do this to me. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so, it's uh, cool. the Botan, so so they announced in the lore that instead of like the book of grudges and sort of elders they go to uh, the legal uh, votan is actually like a big old supercomputer that stores like the entire history of the squats and kind of all of the grudges and things and tells them what to do and as time has gone on it's degraded so That's now cool. it takes sometimes weeks or, or months or years to even get a decision out of a votan uh, Taylor, this is awfully similar to sort of like a, an emperor on a golden throne situation, right? <laughs> yeah, just download more RAM, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> clean, out your, clean out your cookies, you dumb fuck. <laughs> Have you defragmented your computer in the last three centuries, you idiot? Absolutely not. Jesus. You deserve Daddy. it. Denny is kind of like a classic Warhammer fantasy player. Uh, what, what's your take on this kind of uh, dwarf adjacent history? It seems to be like a super respectful way of sci-fi dwarfs. Wait, wait a minute. Okay, hold on a minute. Okay. 
nowhere in the article of lore does it talk about grudges. <laughs> but the fact that you True. applied the grudges to the computer is really important because all I imagine is like dwarves like angrily typing out like MySpace journal posts about, like or blog posts about how awful different people are. Like in, uh, <laughs> so how i imagine it is do you remember the the movie team america world police and they have the computer called intelligence True. no i don't no it's a computer called intelligence and they ask it oh. things and it's like hey intelligence what do we do it's like um so i don't know maybe invade here and they're like hmm. thanks intelligence um so like it's that sort of thing where they go like hey computer are we mad at these people and it's like um Maybe. Let me get back to you on that. I got back to you. Let me triple the ramp. Terrible. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying this. I'm hoping that I can actually take a Votan on the field of battle, much like a Slan and uh, Warhammer Fantasy. Maybe they carry the servers uh, on a Palquin on the back. Um, oh, it's what drives the train. <laughs> the land train. That's right. Uh, not only that, though, guys, uh, we also got a stat line uh, for the League of Votan, presented again oh. in Seth Vision, uh, for <laughs> Hearthkin Warrior. Hold, can I ask some questions? I feel like I have a, I have a lot of questions, John. First of all, sure, go, go ahead what on. specifically denotes Seth Vision? Like, what? Like, why are we using this instead of like any normal? Isn't this just a? Is this? Is this a laziness thing? I, I just I have to know. Like, okay, so, is it is it that specific JPEG? Is that what does it? <laughs> <laughs> so let's go, let's go behind behind the scenes here a little bit. Why so, is Seth so angry uh, in this picture? We we create we create these. Uh, the way we share images on the show is we create a PowerPoint that I sent to Super Producer Val or a Super Producer uh, Dick this week. Mm -hmm. um, with kind of the pictures I want to show, and by the fact we use PowerPoint, I can I can layer things, I can do weird things. Last week's show, um, I actually cut out Seth's face to put on top of a thumbnail to protect us from internet like intellectual property yeah. law. Yeah, it made me um, laugh. Um, so was, when I was going through and creating this week's show, uh -huh. instead of deleting that slide, I kept Seth's face. I see. Uh, also, also that night, I was watching a very old episode of South Park, which was presented in Spooky Vision. Oh um, yeah. So okay. I was like, what if uh we take the famously small diminutive uh Seth Oster uh, mm -hmm. and present this this dwarf section or a League of Votan section in Seth vision? He's so just yeah, regular, like he's just a regular sized person, John. Like he's actually pretty tall. Uh you're no, just also he's not no, whenever I see person. whenever I see Seth, I'm like, man, that dude's kind of short, honestly. Strong five foot six energy. You guys are right. Uh, I, I don't know what I was possibly thinking here. John, um, I think like if you compare him to you and I, I mean, he's like normal sized, right? He's about our height, yeah. which is very tall. No, it's normal. Yeah, Danny the <laughs> Danny the six foot, Seth the five eleven. It's right there. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't argue with that, uh, guys. Back to, to what we brought up here in Seth Vision was the Hearthkin Warrior. The stat line was released. Uh, what did you guys, starting here with Taylor, what did you guys think of the stat line of the basic uh, Hearthkin Trooper? Uh, I thought, oh, oh, buddy, they're just T4 Imperial Guard like I thought they would be, which pans out. The, I, mean, I am interested in two attacks. I think that's pretty hot. Um, we didn't see their gun, though, so cool stat line. Important. 
Yeah, didn't see anything other than the stat line, which that seems like a dwarf stat line, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's fair. I, I'm surprised. Yeah. Okay. So I'm surprised. The thing I was surprised about was two attacks. And then mm-hmm. also I was surprised about strength four. Um, sure. Uh, so I was kind of I was kind of surprised about that. They feel like Skitari with better physical stats. They're they got exosuits, so they got to be strength four. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have those toe sh- shoes. Right. Of course, uh, Mark Corn A coming in. <laughs> the toes and the boots make up for everything. Oh, hey, good. Uh, good. Mark Corn and Blair are on the same page. Yeah, uh, Bits Hammer coming in saying, "Danny, Seth isn't big. He's just close up." Hmm. It's all perspective. It's all perspective. Yeah. Um. So this, of course, was immediately ruined. Uh, someone pointed out that on the profile of the basic squad leader, um, the the eight is upside down, uh, and that sort of entirely ruined my day. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? That's awesome. Perfect. The, yeah. The, so this better. is. The leadership of the squad leader for the Votan. Uh, he is leadership eight, but that eight is upside down. And now, like, I've gone back and looked at that Warhammer community article. That's all I see uh, is that upside down eight. That's how you know they're not aligned with chaos, dude. Like, they don't have, they have eight, but they can't have Korn's number, so they got to turn it upside down. Yeah, yeah, apparently it's not upside down. It's squat. Marker Korn eight. We have jobs. Stop trying to take Danny and I's jobs. We're, we're specifically here. And then it looks like Danny's fact-checking another thing that comes no, in No, now I have to look at all the eights and the codexes. <laughs> Please, no, I have They're to all know. upside down. <laughs> like, no. This is kind of like uh, that um, Twilight Zone episode when he, like, he finally, he's alone, he can read all his books, but then his glasses break. Right. This is Danny finding out that all the eights are upside down. It's just the font that GW uses. Yeah, finally uh, the game is good, but the numbers are all upside down. It's not fair. Oh my god, that would be like Fair that's the, the the monkey paw kind of thing where like I want Warhammer to be balanced and like fine, but all the stats are upside down. <laughs> Space Marines move nine now. How okay. do you like that? Um, I hate that. I hate that. A guys, what's a ridiculous reason that a unit has been ruined for you? Uh, I'm gonna start with Danny this time, so it's running Taylor a lot. Sorry, what's what ruined a unit for you? Yeah, yeah. What is a ridiculous reason that a unit has been ruined for you? Oh man, God! I thought I had this right on the tip of my tongue here, um, John. You know what? Um, okay, here, here's one. Uh, well, this isn't ridiculous though. I just think Chaos Possessed were ruined for me every single time I see them get a new model kit released. Like I see it and I'm like, oh, these guys suck. <laughs> they do, they really do. That's what Galvor back is for, uh, and also bankruptcy and, and remortgaging. Um, oh but... no, Chen Popo has got a tits on a Necron, dude. That's that's the mm. worst thing in the world. I can't even imagine a more cringe thing than tits on a Necron. Come what on. What about tits on a Tau Fire Warrior it? that didn't make the cut this week because I wasn't sure that the picture I found I would make it past Twitch uh <laughs> Twitch uh guidelines. It's it's fine. We can just say we all hate war war games exclusive. We can just say that out loud. <laughs> I wish they would fall into the ocean. Exactly. I'm not allowed to say that. That's, that's fair. <laughs> of, of all of the companies that failed because of COVID, sadly, they weren't one. Uh, but Taylor, um, what about you? What is a ridiculous reason that you have looked at a unit and just been like, no, uh, you are trash? 
uh, Keepers of Secrets, and it's because Chaos players are the way that they are. <laughs> Just bad people. Yeah. Yeah. This can apply to basically any uh, Chaos Chaos unit, but specifically in this instance, Keepers, even Demonettes, Slanesh stuff in general, really. <laughs> And if you're listening or watching, it's your fault. It is your fault. I know who you are, and it's you. Yep. And I think we touched on the start of the episode. Taylor doesn't like you, uh, regardless of who you are. Um, (laughs) Let's see here. Uh, Well, people aren't happy anyway because the reaction was along the lines of this. (laughs) Saying here, considering all other dwarf squat units have had a three-inch move, strength three, and toughness four, this feels really unfluffy and just confirmation that GW have no idea what they want from ninth. Which thing they think should be has no idea, not have no idea. Oh my fucking um, terrible. So uh, with a person upset that they didn't keep their movement three from second edition, guys, please no one tell them Space Marines move six inches now. Like literally, or please no one. Yeah, no one do this. Uh, Taylor, starting with you, well, what are you hoping to see from the League of Votan? Um, uh, I want, okay, so I want them to have, yeah, I want them to have land trains. I want them to be the focus of the army. Um, I want their bikers to come back and I want them specifically to be Harleys. Um, and this, I want the skid template, whatever that means. A voice in my ear is saying skid template and I agree. Um, but Taylor's such a popular guest on the show. We can just tell him what to think through, <laughs> through his ears. Uh, twenty. You know, I want twenty guys in each squad. I don't know why, um, but I want that. Um, let's see. I want, I want the the leader guy to have a really stupid idiot face mask like the AOS dwarves have. You know no, what I'm talking about? That like will the, kill the, the entire. Helmet. That will yeah. kill. Look, the entire I'll be honest. I really do want that. I really <laughs> want that. I do. Me too. Um, oh my god! It looks. So bad though, and yeah, it's, mm. no, then they're just disagree. dwarfs looks, in space. Looks, they're not unique. As hell, John. Oh god! Uh, the, the only so thing they... worse than Mantic's business model of just using Kickstarters is their entire space warp range. True. <laughs> uh, dwarves can't be unique because uh, every single design space in existence has been filled in 40k at this point. So they're just going to be a combination of two other things, and probably better than both. And those yeah. two factions will cry and scream and shit pants, which Dude. fair, I guess. That's the 40k way. It's right. No, they're literally a combination of three factions, Taylor. Adeptus yeah. Mechanicus, Space Wolves, and Imperial Guard. Oh man, I'm so smart. <laughs> I'm so smart. I mean it's that easy, dude. Right? Like the runes, like this right? the quasi-Nordic theme, like yeah. and then they have better technology with the robot feet. Right. The robot feet are uh, super important. <laughs> I hope the Space Wolf players cry more than those other two factions. I think Agreed. that would make me really happy. Yeah, hard to agree. I, I really want them to suffer. But Dude, guys, chat's coming in hard with us. They want to see mustache guns. They want to see giant sombreros. I don't think they know what a dwarf is, but I am here uh, to support all no, of your. Uh, no, they're yeah. right. I, no, they're right. I want them to have a Paragon suit-sized walker that instead of having uh, the guns on the arms, the guns come out of the mustache. I think that's totally. I that's think fair. that person is correct. Do you know there's or, literally a model in AOS that has mustache guns? <laughs> no, I don't pay attention to bad games, Danny. 
<laughs> yeah, here you are talking about 40k at the most balanced it's ever oh been. yeah you got me dude you, yeah it's yeah, yeah so game. i'd like to respond to this comment about movement sure. three um okay well hey look we, we we're already talking about it in chat so obviously with these with the robot toe shoes like these guys are going to have increased movement so that's why they're movement four uh, exactly or they movement five i don't remember anyway five, yeah it's yeah, five. You know, so let's be let's be honest, guys. Uh, it's really exactly the same as it was before because movement three is just one le- is one less than movement four, which was a standard movement for most models in second edition. So really, they're kind of on parity uh, with everything else, right? And in parity with a lot of dwarfs. Oh, my dwarf. <laughs> wow! And uh, <laughs> I want some exosuits, baby. Like, give me some, yeah. give me some exo armor. Like, I want it. Uh, I want it real bad. Um, yeah. And like movement. The- and another reason movement three is just the worst kind of trash rule. As somebody thinking that that's good, it's like, who in the hell wants a movement three model in forty k? It would be literally the worst unit in the game. Like, especially if it was like line infantry, it would just be awful. Just terrible. Awful. Poxwalkers, Poxwalkers move four not boys movement in the sky. Three. See, we're getting these whispers in our ears, like people trying to tell us, like, yeah. That's because they cost six points, not because they're moving. Well, they're not. Pogs walkers at least have some strats and things they can do to make them move a little bit faster. You can bring some guys up from the dead to move forward to cheat movement. I don't feel you'll be able to do that with Space Dwarves. You know, um, I want Space Dwarves to have, like, Assault 3, 24 inches, Strength 5, minus 2, 2 damage guns, and cost six points. Perfect. That's what I want. Yep. Nailed it. Yep. Yeah, nailed it. Perfect. Guys, we have to leave Seth Vision now. And for oh, that, no! Guys, leave five-star reviews uh, for the FLGN shows uh, and Seth Vision, and we will bring it back. Because I have the asset. Uh, or <laughs> Danny, you just said if you don't say things about kidnapping people's wives, then it won't happen, or you won't get in trouble for it, and then you just admitted to it. The Golski. John, that was just sorry. This is a con- this is a show that's about satire and comedy. <laughs> so I will murder you where you sleep. It's satire. Yeah. You can't sue. Um, guys, it's time to leave South Vision behind. But if you want to see more uh, of Seth, please check out Signals from the Frontline every Wednesday night right here on the Frontline Gaming Network. On this set, uh, just done worse. Uh, but while we're plugging things. Uh, Frontline Gaming has released new sets of their popular full-color terrain series, uh, FLG Events Event Terrain Sets. Uh, these are the same high-quality, beautiful sets of terrain sold fully colored or uncolored in bundles that are the same as we run at our own FLG events. You can grab these awesome sets and play tournament-style games at home. Amazing. And guys, we've seen these full-color sets. They look great. They're really cool. Uh, we don't, we don't have a shield counter for this episode, uh, so we, we can't kind of put this up here. Uh, but it does does look great uh, wherever it goes here. Guys, nights are up for pre-order this Saturday. Danny, finally, thank God. Um, so make sure to stop by frontlinegaming.org. There's even a handy link in the notes of the show, which isn't there anymore, but that's okay. But before we get there, we have to acknowledge that, yes, the entire Chaos Night book has leaked, and people are excited to play a fluffy, accurate, or... No, no, no one's happy. Uh, we have some really bad takes going on here. Not a single person, yeah. Not a single person. Uh, this next take here that, that uh, Dick's going to pull up. So, wow. 
After watching the TT video and reading the leak stuff, is it just me or is this the absolute most underwhelming codex that's dropped since Thousand Sons and Grey Knights? It is absolutely nothing like the last four or five. Um, Taylor, uh, okay. correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm not the, the, the wrinkliest brain person when it comes to 40k. Sure. I thought Grey Knights were actually pretty okay. Wow. Uh, remember earlier in this very stream when I said it's because Chaos players are like that? We're seeing an example right here. This Chaos player is being like that. And yeah, Grenades are great. They were great on release. They're great now. Thousand Suns are currently very good. Um, yeah, the I mean, I've seen the book. I know all leaks. I've seen them all. The, the book is good. You can play the book and do well. Is it the best army in the game? No. But if you are asking for your army to be the best army in the game on release, I'm going to tell you to please stop talking to me and never DM me again. Ever. Be fair, you're, don't you're at say me. That. Don't reply to my comments. Don't ever interact with me ever again. I, I, please. And guys, please. to be fair, he says that to everyone he meets in real life and online. It's, um, it's notoriously hard to get a hold of me. I, I know. It's a, and it's a problem. And, and strong, but saying not only is it a chaos player, which is a negative, but it's a night player, which is like a double negative there. Yeah. Um, do you, why don't you take us through some of your like high level overview of sort of the chaos night book and where you think it lays sure. and kind of where its strengths are? Uh, so I think it's it plays like knights have always played, which is I have uh, this stat line. Can you deal with this stat line? Here it comes. Um, and if you can, <laughs> you get to win the game. If you can't, you get to lose the game, um, which is how they have always played. Uh, they do it better now, certainly. Like, this book is definitely way better than their eighth book. Um, and it's just as flavorful, if not more. They're, I've always always said that the eighth edition Chaos Knight book is the most flavorful book to release in that edition. It's mm -hmm. It nails it, I think, as far as translating fluff to rules. Um, it's not the strongest thing, for sure but it's really cool. And I feel the same way about this book. Um, it's either going to be, look at my two big men and my six small boys. Can you deal with them? Or is it going to be like, can you deal with my four big, my four large lads? If you can't, you will lose. And this is the question that Knights have always asked is, can you deal with my profile? Yes, no. And then you win based on the answer to your question. Sometimes Knights are busted for sure. Um, I don't think the chaos book is busted and I don't think it should be. I don't think you. I don't think a sane human being should ever ask. Hey, you know, I really wish that my book released like Tau did, or like Harlequins or Custodes. I think that's an insane person thing to say. I think you are just going nuts if that's your opinion. I think you should shut your mouth and stop being so online. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good. Danny, I mean, is that a fair take that we have now a community that is expecting books to come out? to the point where they're kind of point-and-click when broken for the first few weeks until an FAQ comes? Well, yeah, John. I mean, you know, and I'm going to disagree with Taylor. I think it's totally great when uh, a book comes out and it's totally broken. And, uh, like, it's your time in the sun. Like, you know, you've waited all this time. Your book has sucked. You've been playing this crappy <laughs> army. And then all of a sudden this book releases and you're suddenly really good at Warhammer. Like, it didn't. it, it happened overnight. You were never right. really bad at this game, but your book no. was holding you back. And now, like, that's not an obstacle in your way, and now you're incredibly good. 
Once um, you open the codex, <laughs> it unlocks the tactics in your heart. Right. And they get to shine through, and you're good at the now, game Danny, now. Danny, is this the, the Tau player Danny talking, or is this the Admech Danny player talking, look, or is this John, the Eldari? John, look. Oh, wait, okay, look. I play a lot of different armies, um, and so therefore I deserve to be on the top all the time. Um, oh. I work really hard at it uh, by purchasing models and painting them. Um, so I deserve <laughs> to win. And clearly, uh, like I'm better than I'm better than everyone else. So clearly, that is that is fair. Yeah, that that makes see that that argument complete like and total confidence in your support in your in your superiority. That is an argument I can get behind. Everyone right. else sucks. I'm the greatest. Yep, that makes a yep. lot of sense to me. Yep. Uh, Taylor, who are the big winners and losers uh, from the Chaos Knight book? Uh, you cannot say the player base. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me! Oh uh, man, it was so close. The the rampager is the best thing in the book, I think. Uh, pretty easily, that dude does a lot of work. Um, with the right combo, he does like twenty to thirty mortal wounds for for mm, the, the price of being in the melee. Yeah, so you know that guy's pretty good. Uh, I think the carnivores are pretty good. I think the losers are the tyrants. The tyrants don't get a lot of... They get some defense buffs if you buy certain marks for them or certain abilities, but they don't get a lot on offense. So he's just a, like a really big, expensive man who um, can still die like a regular knight. Like if mm-hmm. if someone is like, hey, this is the thing that doesn't care about your defense buffs, he just dies you know, like a regular knight. Um, and he costs 135 points more than most other knights. So I'm not really excited about the tyrants. Um, aside from the Harpoon Knight, who is the coolest knight, objectively. Um, I don't think he's Thank the best you. knight, though. No, um, but I I'll... have spent hours lovingly converting uh, a knight tyrant. Uh, so thank yeah. you. Yeah. I, I actually, I've, most of this last month has been me painting knights. And then I played an RTT with them this Saturday, and I put them in the sin box and are selling a bunch of them. And they're never yeah. coming out again. And thanks to Taylor's RTT performance, I got a very good deal on a lot of armagers. True. Um, <laughs> the real loser here is is us, maybe. Uh, behold, is it? Joker Knight. Oh, hell uh-huh. yeah. I love it. <laughs> the paint is exceptional. Uh, the detail work, great. Uh, guys, is this a case of awful taste but great execution? Uh, starting with you, Taylor. Uh, it's great taste because that's the 1990s Joker, which is the best Joker, and it's also the best Batman. So that's the correct Joker, and the paint scheme is eye-searing and horrible to look at, which means it's good. So, <laughs> I love it. Danny, what, what's your take on this uh, Joker night? Well, John, <clears throat> we live in a society that really kind of Oh! <laughs> he said it! Guys, I want you to know. I want you to know. I lovingly spend a couple hours a week writing this show and choosing <laughs> pictures. And in the notes for this show, it says prod guests for we live in a society response, <laughs> which is a mental reminder for me to do that. I know Danny lives uh, a fashionable and very busy life and hasn't read that. So no. thank you uh, for knowing where I'm going to go. He That's said right. the thing. Go. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> I love it, dude. It's awesome. Oh, for real, though. Uh, well, let's just show this again here real quick. Guys, I really, I just, I need to buy like a regular <laughs> Chaos Knight. 
Like that's all I want. I don't want to pay GW prices. Um, I want to pay 15% off resale. Uh, like I can get it at quality places, but quality. Awesome. Yeah. That's it for nights. You guys we're moving on. Um, we got a brand new, a uh, peek at a brand new demon prince. Uh, as the age of Sigmar community showed that they oh. truly are six months ahead of us uh, by looking, <laughs> leaking a book out two out in, in December. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Leaking stuff from December here. Uh, <laughs> he's in my opinion, not that great. Uh, in this slide here, there wow. we go. So then, uh, he's, he's not that great. Uh, Taylor, what, what's your take on this new model? Why are you focusing in on the part of the model that everyone hates? It's this thing called, uh, I've been learning a book called like rhetoric where I can like influence the decision-making and conversation. John is creating a narrative. Um, I hate his face. The model, the rest of the model is fine. It doesn't do anything for me. Um, It's, I, I assume this is like the corn version and there's going to be a billion options. Um, But I really hate the face. I think the face is terrible. Um, yeah. model, rust model is fine. The axe is cool. I like the axe. Um, I, I, so I said there's gonna be a bunch of options. I hope there's no options, and it has to be built like this because I want chaos players to suffer. Fair, that's true. Uh, chat asking if I'm the Tucker Carlson of the FLGN. No, I have uh, morals and a soul. Uh, Danny, what's your thought on this uh, new model? Is this going to be an upgrade over the old Demon Prince kit? Uh, I think it depends on what what you're looking for out of the kit. So if you if you're looking want, for it to look good, no. <laughs> if you want a model that's supposed to represent a Chaos Space Marine that's kind of like mutated and like become a Demon Prince, um, maybe the other one is better. It's a lot chunkier and it has like some shoulder pads and stuff like that. Uh, and tubes. Yeah, and tubes. He's got lots of tubes. Um, I'd also like to point out that John is not the Tucker Carlson of FLGN. He's obviously the Quentin Tarantino. So, like, it's really yeah. important that we all it's because that it's we all focus on that, and not because of my views on feet. I want to make that right. abundantly clear. That's just a coincidence. <laughs> those all those pictures John keeps putting in the in the group chat are just a coincidence. Yeah, please, he won't stop talking please. about feet. Please stop, God, please. Um, perfect. Uh, well, I think the body is excellent. Like, I really enjoy that part. But the chat, you guessed it. The face is actually just uh, this, uh, which is the Joker monster for Markham Asylum. Um, and oh, me I can't so believe much. I have to remember that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we have, like I said, uh, Taylor having to forcefully remember the end of the first uh, Arkham Asylum game. I'm really upset now. <laughs> Which, like, as soon as I saw that Demon Prince model, I was like, what's wrong with his face? And I could focus, like, the fact that they made it, like, a white face meant I could focus on nothing but the face. And it was just yeah, you can't focus worst. on anything but his luscious purple lips. Oh, I mean, of course... Uh, people had some concerns about the model in general, uh, like this guy here. Uh, we cut out a lot of it, but it says, I don't understand why all of these models are so aggressively heterosexually male. Uh, it's called a demon prince. That shit could be queer as fuck. Sorry, Tyler. This is just more straight male power fantasy wank. Uh, guys, Taylor, uh, does a demon prince appeal to the typical heterosexual male fantasy image of perfection? Sure. That's prob that's probably fair. The, a lot of the game is like that. A lot of the game is a power fantasy. Could 40k stand to be a lot more gay? 
Yes, it could. <laughs> I think it could be a lot more gay. Um, uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I don't really have. I don't have a problem with it. With it appealing to like the typical male fantasy. I think it's fine for typical males to have a fantasy that they can reside in i think that's totally okay um but could also we get more gay stuff yes amazing danny your screen's either frozen or you don't want to answer this oh no it's fine yeah (laughs) well what's your what's your thoughts on that that kind of take uh sorry i was lost in a in a in a train of deep thought listening to taylor's explanation of wow uh of of the male power fantasy in 40k which is i mean you can't really argue with it it's it's right there look at it yeah Yeah. uh but uh uh yeah um sure i i mean i don't understand why the demon prince specifically is like targeted out for that uh i think like there there could like there's definitely been a move towards a few more androgynous models uh in the lines and making them Mm -hmm. like uh uh, and making them making model lines more gender inclusive, which I think is really great. Yeah, it's um, awesome. Like with with a lot of the Eldar stuff, and then uh, of course you've always had Slanesh, right? Which has always been kind of been that way, right? Um, even if it's poor design, <laughs> very poor. Design. Um, but yeah, awesome guys. Uh, I forgot to put this slide in, so Richard, don't uh, take don't, don't don't hit any buttons here. But like you, the visual viewer now gets the audio viewer experience. Uh, because speaking of unusual tastes, the latest white dwarf caught my eye by advertising. They had a section in the bottom right hand side of one of the pages saying 50 Shades of Heresy, uh, which was all the different colors of the Chaos Space Marine. Uh, now, we're going to ignore the fact that there was only 16 different colors shown there, which was at least 34 colors short of 50 Shades of Heresy. Uh, starting with you, Taylor, what's your favorite shade of heresy? Uh, the Iron Hands. I think the Iron Hands is the coolest, personally. Excuse me. No, I actually just straight up lied to myself and to you. Uh, the White Scars are the coolest Legion. It's not. It's not negotiable. Um. Uh. So, so White Scars would be the coolest shade of Heresy. Yeah, their their Sagir Mazan stuff is really cool. They're only traders for like thirty minutes, but it's an actually good trader scene, which is really hard to get. Because you know, chaos players are just you know, you know the whole line it goes. No, please don't continue. No, I, I'm we don't bring now. you on for your restrained viewpoints on the. You only <laughs> get the implication this time. Um, oh, thank you, producer, superstar producer, Dick, pulling it up. If we're gonna go with Trader Legion specifically, I like World Eaters the most. Um, oh, they're actually shades. Oh, I thought we were talking yeah. about legions. This is no. way less cool than I thought. Uh, we're talking about game colors. That's right. Uh, all right, cool. Cool, got it. So the coolest shade is uh, World Eaters, the World Eater colors, and then you throw a bunch of blood on top. That's the coolest shade. Yeah, Danny, what's your favorite shade of heresy? Uh, I, you know, John, um, I've always been. There's a lot of red in heresy, right? Like, so sure. I like to move kind of past that. I feel like um, I've always been a big Night Lords fan um so i'm real real into those colors i think they look uh real real good um i uh yeah i don't know i'm really excited about a new edition of heresy i think the I worst guess. shade of heresy uh if i have to pick it is the fan base that, that's true. true that's fair 
I will dude. say the worst shade of heresy is Way Watcher Green because Dave, I'm sorry, I borrowed that shade paint from you and then never returned it. It's still downstairs. <laughs> um, guys, we're almost done here. Let's pull up one of the worst takes I've ever seen in this next slide. I doubt it's it. Custodes and Harlequins were heavily nerfed. Drakari are probably stronger than either now, especially with the option to stick some Harlequins into support. We have flat earthers all around the globe. John, yeah, is that yeah, Danny? We literally watched a flat earther documentary together. We um, did. Like good times. Uh, and the love story in that was a worse take than this. <laughs> so you think it's a bad idea to say it's good that Harlequins were nerfed because Harlequins can help Drakari be stronger? It's so bad. Nerfed. It's just like it's a circ. It's like the circular logic there is uh, it's a very very silly thing to say. Yeah, Harlequins are also still very good. Um, yeah. they lost they lost a bunch of points in Void Weavers, but that army is still really, really good. So they can do other stuff. This person's just wrong. They can do they can do the same thing. They can do the same thing mm-hmm. just with a couple less void weavers. Like, all right, well so instead of nine void weavers hitting you on turn one after advancing twenty two inches and shooting, it's just six. And then just a bunch of dudes in transports. They just won't be able to cover everybody with the aura anymore. Right. Yeah, the the aura is the aura getting nerfed is the biggest thing. That aura is just like straight up dead. It's not even aura anymore. Uh, which I mean, fine, good, okay. It was obviously a problem. The army's still really good. Dude, guess what else is good? Having a nine inch aura potentially of minus one attack is like wow makes all of your stuff so much better. Man. You mean I also get a minus one to wound aura on top of that? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, we're still good. Whatever, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Here. Uh, guys, real quick, uh, starting with you, Danny, here, because Taylor, I want that rage to build. I want that, that rage to kind of really get up there. Uh, Danny, what's the worst take you've ever heard for Warhammer 40,000? Oh, man. Dude, this is hard. There are so many bad takes about 40K. Like, are you asking, like, just gen- generally speaking, that's the that's the question. Yep, yep. I left it super open ended to be annoying. Oh my god. Um, yeah, the worst take I ever heard uh, in 40k, like, and this is, I guess, this is kind of also like related to 30k in a way, is that the world leaders are cool. That's fair. No! That's fair. Taylor, Taylor, what's the worst take you've heard? Um, I don't actually know because. For my own safety, I manually delete them from my brain and don't allow Fair. myself to remember them, or they will burn in my in my um, what's a brain what's a brain have I don't know wherever you keep your memories it will burn a hole through that and I will die. Your brain, love it. Yeah, that one. Uh, and guys in the chat here coming out, useful letting us know League of Voltan only survived the old night because they were living in the dark ages of technology's version of a trailer park. And uh, now that makes me want to go read more of Voltan lore. Uh, finally tonight, we're going to end with another trip to the competitive dictionary, uh, which I'm going to make Danny read from a slide he can sort of see. Uh, there we go. Perfect. Oh, I'm familiar with this. Term. What in God's name? Chipmunk. In events where sportsmanship is scored, chipmunking is the act of giving your opponent a poor rating in order to torpedo their chances for winning. Chipmunking is generally frowned upon, and many events keep sportsmanship semi-independent of a person's final rating as a result. Also see the Quinell. That actually happened to me in real life one time. I was going to say, has that ever happened to you, Taylor? Yeah, a spaceball player did it to me. 
he was really, really, really upset that I had uh, eight Alaris uh, snipe murder fang to death instead of charging him. So he gave me a two out of ten on my sportsmanship score. Yeah, that wasn't very cool of you, to be fair. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was really cool. I love it when space wolves die. I do, I do. Um, Taylor, thank yeah. you so much for coming on tonight. Uh, oh, a lot God, of fun as always. Uh, next week, Denny and I will be back same FLGN time, sort of uh, same FLGN channel, hopefully. Uh, with the white dove of stats himself, Nathan Hennig is coming back. But don't worry, it's still going to be pretty grim after dark. And that's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you Monday. True. Maybe on our...